A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Folks, let me remind you, we're brought to you by Atlanta Sports Trips. Atlanta Sports Trips is Atlanta's first all-inclusive sports travel service with the goal of sending you to see your favorite teams, be it the Georgia Bulldogs, Braves, Falcons, Hawks, Jackets, Atlanta United on the road to see them play, but do it in style. Four- and five-star resort accommodations, great game tickets, very cool meet-and-greets, tailgates, wonderful experiences all wrapped into one, and we have our next trip planned to see the Bravos in spring training. Yes, we'll be in Clearwater Beach because we wanted to combine a great beach vacation with a chance to watch spring training. We've done that with three days, March 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Wyndham Grand Clearwater Beach where you're going to have your toes in the sand, a beautiful four-star resort, and we're going to take you to see the Bravos and the Pirates in Bradenton on that Sunday, the 12th. You're going to get transfers from the hotel to the ballpark and back with a couple of very cool experiences along the way. If you would like to join us, you can go to atlsportstrips.com to book. Very limited room availability. It will sell out, and we want you aboard. Go to atlsportstrips.com for more today. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Matlana. I would be Matt or Matlana. I didn't give myself the nickname. I earned the nickname. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Matlana. All right, the Falcons have themselves a brand new defensive coordinator, so we go to the source to find out more about the man who's going to take over the Falcon defense because he ran the Saints, or I shouldn't say ran the Saints defense. He was co-defensive coordinator and the defensive line coach, Ryan Nielsen. With more on that, let me bring in Mike Triplett, who's covered the Saints for a very long time. Now you can follow his work at NewOrleans.Football, and he's kind enough to join us on Welcome to Matlana. Mike, we appreciate the time. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. So let's start with the uh, broad strokes here. What are the Falcons gaining and what are the Saints losing? Well, look, this has felt pretty almost inevitable, I I think, with Ryan Nielsen being on the rise in recent years. And actually, LSU had, uh, uh, which is what, like the 35th pro franchise maybe behind uh, Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State. Um, But uh, they, they had made a run at him and the Saints protected him from going there. Uh, but obviously they were, you know, never going to protect him from doing this uh, as an NFL defensive coordinator. Um, look, he's just a bright young guy and a strong voice uh, that gave him sort of the assistant head coach uh, upgrade to uh, the year before he got the co-defensive coordinator upgrade. So they kept giving him more and more to do. Uh, but the work he did with that defensive line, I think, was some of the most important work that any coach on the staff did really when they won those four straight division titles from 2017 through uh, 2020 uh, and just how the defense has become the identity of the team in recent years. He's been really instrumental to all of that. Well, I want to follow up on that because I've read a good bit about how his uh, coaching and development of the young defensive linemen, I saw some specific names in there. Uh, Trey Hendrickson was mentioned, Carl Granderson, a few other guys. Uh, what does that mean? Explain how he did that and what kind of players they became from when they got into New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, you never know for sure, right? I mean, 
Uh, Marcus Davenport took took a step back this year. Uh, Peyton Turner, first round pick on the defensive line, hasn't bloomed in the last two years. So does that mean Ryan Nelson's bad at his job? And you know when they when they drafted David Onyemata, maybe he was going to be great no matter who was coaching him. But you never know for sure. But just the total body of work. I mean, Cameron Jordan, who who could potentially be a Hall of Famer, um, took it to another level in the years that Nielsen coached him. Marcus Davenport uh, had his best years when Nielsen was coaching him. Sheldon Rankins had his best years. David Onyemata had his best years. And just the Saints in general. They had the number one run defense in the NFL over that five-year stretch. Um, the uh, The defense overall was number four in a lot of different categories over a five-year stretch. I mean, part of why Dennis Allen got the head coaching job for the Saints. Uh, but I would say that unit in particular um, was the strength of the team. So there's there's no question he had a lot to do with it. There's no question from talking to people like Sean Payton and Dennis Allen and the players themselves how much Ryan Nielsen was valued as a part of that. Can I ask you just a guess before we talk more about Nielsen's future in Atlanta? Had the timeline changed and Sean Payton was named the head coach of Denver a week ago. Is there a chance Nielsen would have gone with him? Well, sure. There's absolutely a chance now. I mean, if you want my guess, I think Denver is going to do everything they can to, to try to hang on to the really good defensive coordinator they have now who is actually still interviewing for, I believe, both of the head coaching vacancies that, that are out there. But uh, And maybe uh, Evero is, uh, in, in Denver is one of the reasons you know that, that Payton thought they have a good team in place there. They can keep that defense together. But but without question, if if, if Peyton had a, a vacancy to fill, I'm sure Ryan Nielsen would have been on a short list for him. Mike, if you were going to guess, will there be any other Saint coaches that would leave the staff and come with Nielsen to Atlanta? I mean, it, it's possible, especially the younger guys who are, you know, in quality control and are ready to step up and, 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 and do more. Um, uh, you know, I don't think Chris Richard or Michael Hodges are going to go with him to excellent coaches on the staff. His assistant D-line coach was Brian Young. I suppose it's possible that Brian Young could become, could, could have an elevated role and come with him there, but Brian Young is a, is a lifer in New Orleans. He played for the team in the early 2000s. He's been coaching ever since. He's going on almost 20 years there, so uh, uh, it probably takes some convincing to get him to uproot. <laughs> Folks, let me remind you, we're brought to you by Atlanta Sports Trips. Atlanta Sports Trips is Atlanta's first all-inclusive sports travel service with the goal of sending you to see your favorite teams, be it the Georgia Bulldogs, Braves, Falcons, Hawks, Jackets, Atlanta United on the road to see them play, but do it in style. Four- and five-star resort accommodations, great game tickets, very cool meet-and-greets, tailgates, wonderful experiences all wrapped into one, and we have our next trip planned to see the Bravos in spring training. Yes, we'll be in Clearwater Beach because we wanted to combine a great beach vacation with a chance to watch spring training. We've done that with three days, March 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Wyndham Grand Clearwater Beach where you're going to have your toes in the sand, a beautiful four-star resort, and we're going to take you to see the Bravos and the Pirates in Bradenton on that Sunday, the 12th. You're going to get transfers from the hotel to the ballpark and back with a couple of very cool experiences along the way. If you would like to join us, you can go to atlsportstrips.com to book. Very limited room availability. It will sell out, and we want you aboard. Go to atlsportstrips.com for more today. Home field advantage exists in baseball. Insurance, too. Your local trusted choice independent insurance agents are active members of your community. They'll always have your back. Find a local auto, home, or business insurance agent at trustedchoice.com. 
Folks, you just heard from Smoltzy and you heard it from me as well. Clayton Rhodes and the Rhodes Group are my trusted choice for insurance agents. They've been my agent for a long time and they serve all of Metro Atlanta. To get up to 10 auto insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes, visit roads-group.com slash churnoff today. That's roads-group.com slash churnoff. It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend Sean Daly. That's, get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as the football playoffs near, and then baseball's around the corner, knock on wood, and all the fun springtime things that will happen in Atlanta, you're going to want to enjoy it at the Daily Draft. It's downtown Woodstock on Main Street. What you're going to find, a craft beer bar, self-serve taps, uh, big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game. And when I say a big screen, they have a movie-sized screen with a front-row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games. A chef-inspired menu with soup, salad, sandwiches, flatbreads, uh, you name it, they have everything to find everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night, or a date night. TheDailyDraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights like Trivia Night, Kids Eat Free Night, and more. TheDailyDraft.net. Go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Tell them Matt sent you. You'll love The Daily Draft. So the next uh, logical step is who are the free agents that the Falcons would consider every D.C. or new coach like somebody who speaks their language. And I know everybody connected the Marcus Davenport dots on this and we actually talked about this on my show that, I mean, listen, Marcus Davenport is a nice player, and you watched him a lot closer than I did. But with a price tag that might being reported in the $20 million range, I'd run away yeah. from paying a guy like that that kind of money. Well, he is, he is an enigma. Like, the talent is incredible. Um, everyone really agreed. Dennis, Dennis Allen even inadvertently got sort of caught in a comment where he called him the best player on the defense uh, at the end of last season. You know, and a defense that includes Cameron Jordan and Demario Davis and Marshawn Lattimore, uh, and that's the way he was playing last season. And he had a really, really disappointing drop off this year uh, because of a series of injuries, and that has been a big problem for Marcus Davenport throughout his career. He's also admittedly battled confidence issues. He second guesses himself a lot, so that is a player. It's tougher to know that with a defensive end, but. You know, I'm trying to think who who would be like a, a young quarterback or a young receiver where we just see that great, great highs and then and then the lows. So he's the kind of player that somebody with a lot of money will probably pay and should probably pay because of the lottery ticket nature of what he could bring to the table. But, yeah, if you are penny pinching or if you're very careful with, with your high-priced investments, he's not a sure thing. But he's a fascinating guy, and I think someone will pay for him. And and some you know, someone can tap into it. There you know, there are all pro seasons in that guy's future. I really believe it, but on a on a sure thing, consistent basis, he's not your sure thing. <laughs> well, that's where Ryan Nielsen knowing him, I wonder how much that would play into it because A, the Falcons have a ton of money. They finally cleaned up their cap, they're gonna have upwards of seventy million. So in theory, they could overpay for certain players. I don't know that Terry Fontenot, and Fontenot has his relationship with New Orleans, too. So if anybody is going to have a, an idea about Davenport, it would be certainly those guys. What about the other free agents? I know David Omanyata, yeah. a few other guys are available. Like, what kind of price tag and what kind of fits would they be if they were to leave New Orleans? Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, pretty much everyone on, on the defensive line who's a free agent um, is not coming off their best year. David Onyemata, 
the last time he was a free agent, uh, it was probably one of the best bargain contracts in, in the NFL. He was a real hidden gem. Uh, it was a, a hidden reason why the Saints, you know, had that number one run defense and, and, and top five overall defense for all those years. The last couple of years haven't been his best, uh, but Ryan Nielsen are no better th- than him. You know, if he believes uh, that, you know, the talent outweighs the results we've seen the last two years, Shy Tuttle is a, a young nose tackle who uh, who's done some, some, you know, some pretty good things. He's not going to, you know, break the market for anybody. Um, uh, the other guys, I think, what, Contavia Street, a little older, um, um, not a little older, fifth, sixth year guy who signed a one year deal with the Saints, uh, who's who's a you know, wouldn't cost a lot. So I, I absolutely think he could get one or two of those guys. But Davenport and Onyamata are the two guys that are that are sort of the boomer bust potential guys that, that Nielsen will have some real good intel on and, and we'll know how he feels about him if Atlanta goes after those guys because they're obviously gonna trust his word on them. Mike, I know New Orleans is uh, notorious for their cap games and they're always able to push money around and try to, to keep things going. That being said, they're a ton again over the cap. I know Cam Jordan's name always comes up when there's a potential cap casualty as much as he's a legend in that city, and you mentioned Mario yeah. Davis. Any chance either one of those guys becomes available because of the cap situation and they could potentially file Nielsen? Well, first of all, you and everyone else in Atlanta needs to uh, needs to start spreading the word about what a mess the uh, the salary cap is because you just you, you just even blew my mind a little bit when you just said the Falcons are seventy million under the cap because I remember when Terry Fontenot got there uh, I was actually helping out with the coverage for ESPN and writing about it. the first thing Terry Fontenot has to do is get them out of cap hell or cap jail or whatever and what is this two years later they're seventy million under the cap <laughs> they are and see here's <laughs> where Mike they could change overnight I know I know you lose Matt Ryan and well Julio that's it right they it, they decided but. they were going to after the Deshaun Watson bleep up and they screwed that thing up royally they realized all right we can't go back to Matt so they're like let's just take it all yeah. on the nose so the Julio money the Matt right. money the like all they they had. 65% of the cap available to them, so they just took it all under one yeah. year. So I wonder if the Saints are ever at that point where no, they would do the same. Yeah, I mean, but, but, but the point being that, that the cap, um, you can get out of it so quickly that you never, you're never like forced to make any moves you don't want to unless you think they make sense for your team. So uh, I don't think Cam Jordan will go anywhere. Linemen that they have that are, that are free agents, so – uh, I think Cam Jordan is is a must keep really for the, for the Saints considering that. But uh, the only question with Demario Davis to me is not that he'd be a cap casualty. He actually has a wonderful contract that's one of the better bargains in sports. But they actually have two young linebackers in in uh, uh, Pete Werner and then Caden Ellis, who's going to be a free agent this year, and they only play two linebackers at a time. So I have wondered. Do they re-sign Caden Ellis in free agency and consider trading Demario Davis just because uh, they have the ex- quote-unquote extra linebacker to work with? But uh, uh, but no, none of their star players are going to be cap casualties just for the sake of getting under the cap. I do think they'll release Michael Thomas. I do think they'll release Jameis Winston. But, uh, you know, those are guys who they have just sort of deemed one for injury. Well, really both for injuries probably that, that – kind of aren't worth what they're scheduled uh, to get next year. And not just because this is a team that can't figure out how to get under the cap any other way. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk to you about uh, some of the changes here in a moment. But one more question on Nielsen uh, in relationship yeah. to the Saints. Because you don't 
come up with 50 sacks or 40 sacks. We did the the numbers. Like, you know, it's jarring in Atlanta how their inability to get to the quarterback. The last three years, they're averaging like 25 sacks a year. It's just, it's awful. The Saints over that time that Nielsen was in New Orleans with that defense, I think they averaged 46 sacks a year. So certainly they had a bunch of players, but how much is that percentage of players to scheme to development in the ability for the Saints to consistently sack the quarterback? Well, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's been a ton of talent uh, in that area. It's been a great defense overall. Uh, when you have corners like Marshawn Lattimore uh, uh, and, you know, all the other talent they've had in their secondary, it helps those guys get home. When you're playing with a lead, it helps the sack numbers. Uh, those, those sack numbers have been better or worse for the Saints, depending on uh, when they've been winning and losing. Um, but I would say the one thing that really identifies what the Saints believe in and what Nielsen has been a part of believing in, along with Dennis Allen, has been, uh, the key to success is is getting pressure on the quarterback with the front four. Uh, they they like to throw in blitzes once in a while, but they don't like to have to blitz, and they don't really like the you know the tweener uh, edge rushers who weigh 235 pounds. They like big guys. They like the guys who can stay on the field and get to the quarterback and defend the run. I mean, you look at Cam Jordan, you look at Marcus Davenport, you look at Carl Granderson, you look at uh, all the guys I've had over the years. They're usually, you know, 6'4", 6'5", 280, 290, 270 at least. Um, so I think that's a principle he will probably bring, which is get the get that front four able to get pressure on the quarterback because uh, then you can do a lot of other work on your defense. Folks, let me remind you, we're brought to you by Atlanta Sports Trips. Atlanta Sports Trips is Atlanta's first all-inclusive sports travel service with the goal of sending you to see your favorite teams, be it the Georgia Bulldogs, Braves, Falcons, Hawks, Jackets, Atlanta United on the road to see them play, but do it in style. Four- and five-star resort accommodations, great game tickets, very cool meet-and-greets, tailgates, wonderful experiences all wrapped into one, and we have our next trip planned to see the Bravos in spring training. Yes, we'll be in Clearwater Beach because we wanted to combine a great beach vacation with a chance to watch spring training. We've done that with three days, March 10th, 11th, and 12th, at the Wyndham Grand Clearwater Beach, where you're going to have your toes in the sand, a beautiful four-star resort, and we're going to take you to see the Bravos and the Pirates in Bradenton on that Sunday, the 12th. You're going to get transfers from the hotel to the ballpark and back with a couple of very cool experiences along the way. If you would like to join us, you can go to atlsportstrips.com to book. Very limited room availability. It will sell out, and we want you aboard. Go to atlsportstrips.com for more today. Hey, are you tired of shopping your car and home insurance every single year? Well, somebody's got to do it. But that somebody doesn't have to be you. At the Rose Group, we can get you up to 10 insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes. Visit us online today at roads-group.com. It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend Sean Daly. That's, get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as the football playoffs near, and then baseball's around the corner, knock on wood, and all the fun springtime things that will happen in Atlanta, you're going to want to enjoy it at the Daily Draft. It's downtown Woodstock on Main Street. What you're going to find, a craft beer bar, self-serve taps, uh, big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game. And when I say a big screen, they have a movie-sized screen with a front-row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games. A chef-inspired menu with soup, salad, sandwiches, 
flatbreads, uh, you name it, they have everything to find everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night, or a date night. TheDailyDraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights like trivia night, kids eat free night, and more. TheDailyDraft.net. Go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Tell them Matt sent you. You'll love The Daily Draft. Mike, before we cut you loose, two things on just the, the changing landscape of the division. It's, it's pretty funny. As we record this on you know, Wednesday morning, like under contract around the NFC South is like Desmond Ritter and Matt Corral and <laughs> Jacob Eason. You mentioned um, Jameis, which I want to ask you about. Now, we know Mariota is going to be – they're going to decline his option here and open up the money. So you're telling me Jameis, that's his second year in New Orleans, or, his, or I should say next season in New Orleans, that's not going to happen? Where do they go at quarterback? Yeah, I, I'm, I doubt they'll bring back Jameis at, at his price tag considering – they kind of moved on to Andy Dalton ahead of him last year, so I would be very surprised if, if you know, they wouldn't at least pick a cheaper Andy Dalton over Jameis again this year. Um, and it just feels like both sides are ready to probably turn the page since it didn't work out uh, for Jameis this past season. Uh, although they, you know, neither side has confirmed that they're moving on from him yet. That just feels like the writing is on the wall there. Um, look. Where the Saints turn to a quarterback is is the number one issue facing this team because they are not ready to sort of do the rebuild we just saw Atlanta do. They want to win the NFC South. They see they see what the NFC South looks like right now. A uh, team where an eight you know a division where an eight nine team just won and their quarterback just retired that got them there. Um, and they think they have enough talent on defense, enough young talent to build around. They know they have to get the quarterback position right. It's just a lot easier said than done. Uh, you know any of the real Top of the market guys are going to be out there. Uh, it'll cost a fortune for whether you're talking Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo or, you know, if Lamar Jackson becomes available. You'd love to say draft one. Their highest draft pick now is 29th after the Sean Payton trade. Not easy to draft one from that position. So I don't know exactly what they'll do, uh, but I know it's I know it's number one on their agenda this offseason, and they're going to be aggressive about it. So you brought up Lamar, and you know I've been on my Lamar kick to Atlanta again because they have all the money, yep. and they have the ability to to you know move a high draft pick and several draft picks. It, it, show me the the like the the lane. Show me the path to the Saints acquiring Lamar Jackson. Well, look, we saw it last year. The Saints were you know this year the Saints are fifty seven million over the cap. <laughs> last year they were projected to be like a hundred and ten million under the cap, and they still went after Deshaun Watson. Um, they they. And, and in order to make sure that they could trade for Deshaun Watson, they cleared out the cap space before the deal would have been done and did it. So, uh, you know, they can I, – I mean, I've covered this team long enough that I can take pencil to paper and I can get them $30 million under the cap today, you know, with, without cutting anyone other than Michael Thomas and James Winston. So there are ways to do it. You know, it's not always comfortable. But you can do it if you want to and then, you know, backload the next deal and hope the cap keeps going up every year. Um, so there are ways to do it if the guy is worth it. And, frankly, if they had to let some other guys on the team go, um, you know, it's quarterback first and, and figure out everything else second, especially where the Saints are now uh, in, in their, you know, in their team building process. So they would make it happen if they believed in it. But, obviously, Lamar Jackson is a guy who would cost at least two first-round picks and, and, you know, $50 million, $40 million, I don't know what it is. So you've got to really have a ton of conviction if that's the guy you want. 
Mike, finally, uh, the Sean Payton, I don't, I don't want to drama issue, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's officially done as he is now headed to Denver. Uh, you mentioned the compensation. The Saints get a first-round pick among a couple of picks back uh, on that front. So I want to ask you about the compensation first and then the, just to look back at the Peyton era. Is this the best they could have done? Could they have held out for more? Like, how did you see the compensation in the package working out? Yeah, I mean, they could have played more hardball um, because they also held his rights next year. So, in theory, you could have argued, you know, they should have said, no, we're, we refused to accept it, played chicken, and, and Denver moved on to another candidate. Um, and, and then we did this all again next year. I, I think they got good value, not great value, but good enough value. I think everyone who was pointing out the uh, the Gruden comparison, I think that was always misplaced because it was such a different situation. The, the Gruden was being pried away from his current job and he switched teams. Uh, Sean Payton was out of work. The Saints did not have a job for him. Um, uh, they just held his rights. Uh, and, and they got a first-round pick plus a little extra. Uh, I, I think, you know, my, my actual initial gut feeling when he retired was they'd probably get like two second-round picks for him uh, before all of the talk of asking for two first-round picks. But, you know, that all depends on the market. And the market wasn't terrific. We saw some teams balk at paying Sean Payton as much money and the draft picks and the power that came with him. Um, and, and, and so I think, I think once we saw how the other teams were acting and only five teams with coach openings this year, I think it was right in the middle of the possible range of outcomes. Pretty good for a guy who, who, who quit on you last year. Yeah. You know, if he had just decided to retire, you get nothing in return. Uh, finally, uh, listen, the Breeze and the Peyton era were a huge success huh. just in totality. But is there any feeling now that Peyton is officially moving on to Denver of, gosh, how close it was to really being, I don't know, you don't want to call it dynasty or extra special, another championship, yeah. oh, missing look, out on that always, final piece of it? That'll always be true. I mean, uh, I, you know, thank goodness they got the one. It would it would really be kind of, uh, you know, a real shame if they never got there. Um, but Without question. I mean, there were a couple years, 2011 comes to mind, 2018, obviously, with that no call, that no pass interference call, uh, getting knocked out of the playoffs on the Minneapolis miracle. Um, Definitely feels like a team that underachieved by only getting to one Super Bowl, but uh, say the same for the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, say the same for the Packers with Brett Favre, you know, the Falcons with Matt Ryan, the uh, uh, Seahawks only won one with Russell Wilson. I mean, Tom Brady ruined, ruined the standard for everyone else. It's actually a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> well, as we sit here today, Patrick Mahomes, before he plays in another he's only got yeah, one, two. Yeah. Winning winning one is ridiculous. Winning two is just damn near impossible in this age with the changes yeah. that, that happen around the league. Uh, Mike Triplett is a wonderful reporter, does a great job covering the Saints. You can follow him again on Twitter or check out NewOrleans.Football for all the insight on all things going on with the Saints. Mike, thanks for the time and the insight. We appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me. Welcome to Atlanta. Thanks, everybody, so much for taking the time to listen to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. Thanks to our producer, Matt Lear, for his assistance with the program. He's the glue that keeps the operation running. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Atlanta. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? 
the power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. 